Welcome back to the Teen Challenger Southern California podcast. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about a 24-7 prayer and help referral line that Teen Challenger Southern California just launched. No matter what your need is, if you're anxious or worried or stressed, you can call anytime, any day, and a Teen Challenge staff member is there to pray with you. The number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that number is 888-520-0620. We're so glad that you've chosen our podcast today. We know that there's thousands of podcasts that you could be listening to, and you've chosen to listen to ours, and we thank you for that. Up next in this series are the brand new sessions, fresh off the press from our very first Spiritual Emphasis Online. Normally, this is an event that Teen Challenger Southern California hosts yearly at our headquarters in Riverside, where all of our staff and students gather under a tent for three or four days of powerful worship and teaching. But because of what's going on in our world right now, we decided to take the event online and make it a completely virtual event. And what a week it was. We invited the Teen Challenge Centers from around the globe to participate with us. And it was just such a spirit-filled, powerful, life-changing week. We had messages from Don Wilkerson, Jim Cimbala, Nikki Cruz, Gary Wilkerson, and many, many more. Lives were changed forever. Today, you're gonna hear a great conversation between Alberto and Ashley Bayo and TCSE's Director of Alumni Relations, Mike Conway. The title of the conversation is called Balancing Calling and Family. One last thing, if you're blessed by these podcasts, don't be shy to tell your friends and family about them. We encourage you to do so. As you listen to these sessions, our prayer is that you would sense God's presence, that you would hear His voice. And most of all, we hope that you're encouraged in the Lord today through these podcasts. Remember to subscribe today to our podcast if you haven't already done it. Be encouraged today. All right. Well, I want to welcome today. Um, very happy and thankful to have with us here today. Very good uh folks, Alberto and Ashley yeah. Bello, and we're looking at together today some aspects of life mm -hmm. and alumni yeah. and family and calling, and so we're gathered here today. We're in a Zoom call, but we're also having an opportunity to do this interview to kind of pull apart yeah. some of the pieces of what life looks like, yeah. and so we're really happy to have you guys here today, Alberto Teen Challenge graduate and Ashley's Teen Challenge family. So yes. give us a quick backdrop on your Teen Challenge experience, what you did or what center and what year you graduated. Yeah, so I went to Teen Challenge for Good Behavior at the age of uh, <laughs> at the age of 22. I went through uh, LA Teen Challenge, then uh, went to Riverside. And after that, okay. went through TCMI, graduated in 2007. Yes. Was on staff yeah. for about three to four years. Okay. Uh, yeah, then transitioned over to be youth pastors at Bakersfield First Assembly. And then we planted a church in Hollywood. Hollywood, right. Then okay. we went to Sacramento. And at the, yes. same, wow. at the same time, we had a TV show for a year on TVN Salsa. Yes. And wow. now we're back here at First Assembly. And my wife can tell you we got married and had kids in between all of that. We did. We did. We built a family throughout all of that, you know, time frame. Um, I actually was introduced to the ministry of Teen Challenge back in about 2005. Um, I started attending a local church, and that church just happened to house uh, TCMI students. Mm. And so I was just surrounded by this fire and excitement and passion for God. All these recent graduates that were now going through the Bible school and the ministry school, um, and it was I was kind of just thrusted into it. I mm. honestly knew nothing about Teen Challenge. I had no history, 
nobody told me, nobody warned me, right? And I, I didn't know that there was going to be this like contagious excitement for mm. who Jesus was. And so I very quickly got brought up to speed and had just the privilege, honestly, of having um, students and graduates and pastors that had gone through the program just pour and invest into my wow. life. And that is where I learned, you know, how to read my Bible. Mm. That is where I learned um, who I was called to be and what I was called to do and, and, and the assignment that was on my life that God had placed on my life was through all of these students and pastors and shepherds and leaders. You know, my youth pastor was a Teen Challenge graduate. My youth leaders were Teen Challenge graduates. And um, pastors on staff were all Teen Challenge graduates. And okay. so this was, this was the vehicle that God used to really shepherd me um, within the flock and really bring me to where I am today. And so obviously I ended up marrying a Teen Challenge also the vehicle that brought yeah. us together. It brought us together. Now, is this um, TCMI? This was TCMI. So they call yeah. it the Teen Challenge Marriage Institute. That's yes. right. And I, put, and I put a ring on you it. You put a correct. ring on it. Correct. All right. Correct. You guys are good. After second quarter, second phase. <laughs> of course. Second yes. Phase, yes. Started dating, so. We did follow the rules. Thank all right. So get that yes. straight. Get, get that, that straight. straight. For all of you on Zoom, yes. we followed the, <laughs> the rules. Very good. Yes. Yes. Don't try to pull a fast one. Nice. Um, yeah. So it's interesting that Teen Challenge isn't just impacting the lives of the people that are in Teen Challenge or the students, right. but there's this bigger impact our ministry school is having and, yeah. and churches that are planted that are really extensions of Teen Challenge, but people that aren't in the program, but lives are being impacted by Absolutely. graduates and being equipped and discipled mm -hmm. and, and being ministered to, and you're encountering the presence of God mm -hmm. through Teen Challenge, the DNA of Teen Challenge. So it's very safe to say that you are Teen Challenge family. Yes. Your family, yes. graduate. Yes. yes. So that's so awesome. Yeah. Now, great. how many kids do you have? We have uh, four. Four. Wait a minute. How many? <laughs> how to carry and the one. Carry the one. Too. And now, yeah. what are the ages of the four precious gifts from the Lord? <laughs> treasures. Yes. Um, I'll let you take that one, honey. <laughs> yes. Uh, we have three girls and a boy, so they are 11, 7, 5, okay. and 7 months. 7 months. Mm -hmm. Wow. You look great. Thank you. 7 months you. and you're... And here we are. Praise yeah. God. That's what we do. I love that. Yeah. So <clears throat> we're, our topic today is, is understanding where the balance is or how do we get back to a place because it seems like it moves, yeah. <laughs> yeah. where family is healthy. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm pursuing the dream, the vision, the calling, the career yeah. mm -hmm. that God gave me. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, not that those should compete, but sometimes right. there's this priority or this struggle that we have. And, and so on top of that, you know, we've come from a life being in Teen Challenge where we've been very extreme, you know, mm -hmm. with addiction and other issues. And so I guess, you know, as far as moving forward in the conversation, I want to know um, a little bit about how you were able to pursue your dreams mm -hmm. and your calling together. And, and in doing that um, beautifully, I mean, you've done some incredible things in the kingdom, been used by God. How also at the same time have you experienced these changes in yourself and in your family that needed to be addressed? I think I'll start off by saying right out of the gate, um, we're still, first of all, still learning. We're still yeah. work in progress. Um, but I think that we learned through failure. And mm -hmm. I gotta be really honest with you, we didn't have, we still don't have it all figured out. We have a little bit more figured out, but we always heard this idea, especially in ministry early on living, you know, this balance-based life. Mm 
And so we had strived for so many years in ministry to try to keep things balanced, Achieving to try to balance, keep yeah. all of these plates spinning and not mm. allow a plate to fall. And anytime a plate would fall per se, we would end up beating ourselves up because we didn't think that we were balancing things correctly. Mm. Right. And so we realized that um, we weren't able to hold ourselves accountable to that scoreboard. It wasn't realistic. So yeah. we had to make a pivot. Mm. And uh, we say in life, there's always, there's always when you come to a, a changing a crossroads, you have two choices to pivot or persevere. We had to decide to pivot and we said we're no longer going to live a balanced-based life, but we're going to live a value-based life. Mm. And we're going to determine in what order we value certain things in our life. Yeah. We're also going to determine the order of importance of ministry roles in our lives so we can determine what to put our, our attention towards. And we also recognize, Mike, and I know Ashley speaking to this, life and ministry come with different seasons. Mm. Yes. Some seasons you yeah. might be investing more into one thing than you are in the other thing. Mm -hmm. And for us, if we're living value-based, it may be in that season we have to value this area a little bit more than the other. That doesn't mean we neglect our family, neglect our marriage right. or anything right. like that, but we've kind of had to come to that that reality, and it's been working for us. I don't know if you want to... Yeah. yeah, I think that one of the things you, were, you mentioned earlier, we come from this life of it's all or nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think part of the DNA, I think, of the teen challenge graduate or even a byproduct is we all kind of have this common thread of at some point we were all or nothing for whatever our lives mm -hmm. were wrapped in. And so you translate that because it, it is part of like your personality and your makeup, right? And so you translate that now into ministry. You translate that into everyday life. And where I've seen kind of the the discouragement and the frustration happen once people jump into ministry and are mm -hmm. starting families after mm -hmm. they've graduated is that discouragement comes when they jump in all or nothing and then when something goes wrong or when balance is thrown off kilt, it's, that's it, I'm right. done, I can't do this anymore, maybe mm. this isn't what I was supposed to be doing, maybe mm. God didn't call me to do this. And so you see now the pendulum swings the complete opposite way. And I, I find that when we have been flexible mm -hmm. and willing and humbled before the Lord and said, hey, hold on a second. Where is God wanting to maneuver us mm. versus is he wanting us to throw this away and give it completely up? Or is he wanting to shift us and maneuver us for a second? Is he wanting us to maybe lean into something else that we're not mm. seeing? I think staying sensitive and remaining sensitive to the fact that Ultimately, he is driving the vehicle at all times Amen. and that we just have to be flexible and be okay. I think there's been this like unrealistic, unspoken pressure that if we don't have it all balanced and figured out at all times, then we're not doing it right. right. You know, and so that's where we give up. And I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that one, we have the grace, you know, grace fills all of mm -hmm. those gaps. And two, God is a God who moves in rhythm. He's always mm. in motion. He's always moving. And so if we got into more of that space of um, following the rhythm versus mm -hmm. this, you know, pattern that we've all, this blueprint we've all drawn out ourselves that I don't even think God has drawn out for our lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> this pressure, oh my word, that we put on ourselves to have it yeah. a certain way versus just following that rhythm for the yeah. given season. Yeah. I've had to learn in and out of season, you know, God, okay, are you calling me to do more of this in this season? Are you calling me to focus on the ministry of my home more in this season? Are you calling me to invest into my kids mm -hmm. for this given time because I get one shot to raise them, right? And then they're grown yeah. up and out of the house. Amen. 
Um, even accepting that as a mother and as a parent and as a pastor's wife and being okay and confident in that is huge. And so I think Mm. following the rhythm is... So would it be fair to say there's just no formula? I mean, wouldn't that be great? A and B, and this is like the simple... It's different for everyone. And so seasons, Mm -hmm. so good. Mm -hmm. We can't, we have to let God be in control. And yeah. it almost sounds like what you're saying is we have to have an ongoing relationship yeah. <laughs> with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We have to take time mm-hmm. to listen. Yeah. And how hard is it to listen? Especially if you're like me, Teen Challenge graduate, mm-hmm. I, I want to be successful because yeah. I have something to prove. Yeah. I feel like I've blown it for so long. I need to show my family. I need to show the world. I'm better now. Yeah. How do I, how do, how do I avoid that? struggle brother yeah it, Ashley where do I go with that you know because I feel like I'm and, and the other thing that makes it even more difficult is I'm entering back into in, in many cases for us a family that's still hurting yeah. and needs time to heal now I've been in teen challenge but now I'm coming into an environment so there's a personal issue that I'm struggling with also bringing that family along and learning to listen so talk to me make me feel better Alberta uh, yeah right. <laughs> maybe we'll feel better together than yeah. I share where I'm at too okay. um, you said something about not feeling like you have to prove anything um, I think I learned that by failure I think right out the gate, coming out of Teen Challenge and even coming on staff, maybe not necessarily like at TCMI. It could be even if you weren't, you don't have a, a you work at a church. It could be anywhere. Yeah. But for me, going on staff at a church, I always felt like I had to be the guy in the room that worked twice as hard to get to where other people were sure. who didn't necessarily yeah. work. Why? Because I was still ca- carrying a wound from my past, not right. realizing that I had been forgiven. Yep. I had been made there whole. I've been there reconciled back to Christ. And Amen. somehow when I stepped out of maybe being in that TCMI <clears throat> world, I really didn't understand that that was a struggle that I had. So I always worked to prove myself to mm-hmm. others who necessarily wouldn't weren't looking for me to prove anything to them. And so I think I always lived for acceptance rather than working from a place of acceptance. Mm-hmm. And you would say, wow. wow, you're in ministry, you're a pastor. And it wasn't until I hit a certain point in my life where God was like, you're over exerting yourself in areas that I've already healed, mm-hmm. areas that I've already That's blessed right. you in. You mm-hmm. don't even have to seek me first, my kingdom and my righteousness, all open doors and I'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Yeah. So I had to come to a, a moment in my ministry and in my personal life, even in my, I think it's an identity issue yeah. mm-hmm. that I didn't have anything to there prove. And I, I realized this one day I was going to go preach to a large conference and it was a, it was a big thing. And I had, a, I was wrestling in the background and I literally found myself on the steps before I went on stage. And I just felt myself saying, God, I have nothing to prove to myself. Mm. And I have nothing to prove to these people because I'm already approved by you. Amen. And I was so able good. to walk there and yes. flow. That was a breakthrough moment. I love that. But now, Mike, I have to keep telling myself that. That's right. Daily, because that always knocks on the door of my heart and of my mind saying, you have something to prove. Yeah. And so I can't live from there because then I'm always straining and I'm always attaining something. Mm-hmm. And God's already made a way for me. Yeah. So yeah. I think, too, uh, Coming from the family perspective, you know, you mentioned being kind of reintroduced into your family who's right. kind of been sitting for a year plus um, while, you know, whether the wife or the husband or whoever is off to Teen Challenge and then they come back and they're excited and fired <laughs> up and the family's kind of like in shock, you know. Yeah. Start baptizing all your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or having yes. an altar call at the dinner table yeah. right now. Yes, yeah. yes. And, but, but yes, that, that's kind of how it yeah. feels, sure. I would think, at yeah. first. And it's an, it's an acclimating for everybody. And as much as I'm sure families are proud and excited and in awe of what God has done in the life of their loved one, 
again, it's still something you have to adjust to. Yeah. And so I think that there needs to be a lot of grace given on both sides. Um, I think for the person being reintroduced, you have to give grace in the fact that everybody needs to catch up. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take everybody yeah. different time frames, whether yeah. it's your children or your spouse or your parent or whoever, it's going to take them a minute. And that's mm. okay yeah. because they're adjusting now to this whole new lifestyle. Mm-hmm. This isn't just you were delivered and healed. This is an entire lifestyle change for everybody involved. Um, if you're going to be on board, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I do want to speak a little bit candidly to the wives because I think Uh-oh. that you- Come on. <laughs> you Zoom make in. A, <laughs> you make a choice. And I think that if we're going to support this, we weren't married before my husband had gone through the program. So I don't know what that would have been like. I can't speak into that. But I do know that God is constantly working on us and dealing with us. And there are things that he's going to deal with us in our marriages that won't really even come out until later on. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter that he went through the program or that I was surrounded by graduates. There's just things that are going to be dealt with over time as God matures us and unfolds us and develops us. And so I think that for the wives, um, we we have to be very careful to not Mm. hold things over our spouse's head. Like, oh, well, you went through Teen Challenge or, oh, well, you know, there was this point in your life. That's condemnation. That is not of God. Mm. You know, and so I think that if you're in that place where you're trying to figure out where is our relationship at after all of this is said and done, what what even is our marriage? One, I recommend counseling outside of just attending church. And two, we being, recommend counseling. Being in ministry. Yes. And this is why, because <laughs> it good. takes two to make a marriage. Yeah. And so even if your spouse was the one to go through the program, you've got your own issues too. Yeah. Let's be real. You know, Amen. I've got my things to work through. I've got my character issues to deal with. God deals with me and confronts me all the time. And so I think it's important that even, gosh, the year or the time frame that the spouse is away Take that time and start mm. going to therapy. You Work know what I mean? Work on yourself. Work on yourself. Amen. Develop you yourself so that when they come mm. home, you're, you're in a different ready. spot too. Amen. You're so in a good. different spot too. So, so good. I love that. You know, there's the top three reasons why our graduates backslide, use mm-hmm. again, whatever that looks like. <clears throat> One is that they maintain relationships that are not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't cut those relationships away and right. realize I've got to, I can't go this way, I can't be this way. Right. Um, another is they get disengaged from the dream, the calling, mm-hmm. the path mm-hmm. that God had them on. Mm-hmm. And the third reason is fallout with family. Mm. The loss. Support. Yeah, yeah, the loss and the or in the loss of of someone that was so important, a loved one, a spouse, right. um, and and it, it's hard because there's it, it hurts so much. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought being a drug addict was hard. Yeah. And now raising teenagers and yeah. balancing life and marriage, I feel more challenged than I ever. Right? I'm not, I'm not yeah. minimizing the junk I was in before. I'm just saying. So talk to me about adapting mm-hmm. this thing where you're talking about pivoting. What are, what are some small or significant things that you've done to hold on to the dream, the hope, not giving up, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, you've been able to maybe rethink and, and reframe what you have to do so that the real ministry, mm-hmm. you know, your mm-hmm. relationship doesn't get at a point where it's unhealthy. What help us to kind of think through that a little bit. Some of us are going to go back and, you know, again, there's some fallout and loss, but, you know, where do we go? How do we, 
how do we make some 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 in back into that in a way that's going to be healthy, make some changes? You know, I was listening to you give those three top reasons why uh, graduates typically fall back into sin or their former lifestyle. And kind of as I listened to all three, the overarching thing that really comes to my mind is disappointment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of uh, what I've realized and I've sensed is a lot of us Teen Challenge students don't really know how to manage our disappointment. That's so good. And so we have yeah. expectations on God. Yeah. We have expectations for our life after Teen Challenge. Yeah. We have expectations yeah. for our marriages, expectations for our ministries. We have these high hopes and they're good hopes and they're anchored in truth. But when God doesn't come through to the extent that we thought he was going to come mm-hmm. through, it now opens the door for disappointment. And when you start operating in disappointment, you've lost sight of the vision and the mission for your life, which now opens the mm-hmm. doors for us to start meddling in our past and in different sure. situations. And so one of the things that I've really had to learn in, um, in in every aspect of my marriage, with my children, in my ministry, is how to work through my disappointments, mm. how to work through my emotions, how to work through okay. my thoughts in a healthy way. In a healthy way. Because we think that <laughs> yeah. disappointment is the end uh. all be all. So it, you know what? Disappointment almost gives people a license to go back into sin. Right. We think justification. It's, it's justification. I know it. And in, in our, we've had disappointment in our marriage, in each wow. other. We've had disappointment in, in ministry. And we've had to come up with some healthy resolutions to be able to deal with it. One of it, yes, we go to prayer. We have a relationship with God. Right. Even another thing that we took a step in, Mike, and I know Ashley can speak more into this, but we made the decision, okay, our marriage is, is good, and we want it to keep staying good and get greater, but how do we do that? Mm-hmm. The best players in athletics and basketball, baseball have coaches. Mm-hmm. What makes us think that once we finish Teen Challenge, we don't need a coach? Right. Yeah. And so Hello. we, we <laughs> right. have we have pastors and we also have gone to Christian therapists mm-hmm. regularly mm-hmm. to be able to process these things and um, be able to kind of work through some of these things in our life. Yeah, sometimes we don't even know that we're disappointed. That's the yeah. thing. The one thing I've learned with disappointment, I feel like it wasn't until recently in the last couple of years where there were things that I was working through that I thought were rooted in one thing and actually the root of it was disappointment the entire time. And I think that sometimes we just think of disappointment as this one emotion when it can be tied to so many different things. And it could leave you shattered, really, at the end of certain situations. And we've had plenty of situations and and seasons or experiences that could have completely torn us apart had we allowed it, had Mm -hmm. we not taken ownership of what was going on and said, okay, we need to own up to this. What's really happening in front of us right now? What, you know, we're we're going at each other, but this isn't really about you and I. Mm. This is about some stuff that we need to deal with within ourselves. And you mentioned how life before seemed hard, but then you get into raising a family and children, and this is the hardest thing we've ever done. But that's because we're constantly being confronted with ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're constantly having to deal with who we really are. Mm. Me raising daughters has caused me to confront myself more than ever. I say it's the most sanctifying thing I've ever done. And I'm constantly like, oh, Lord, I'm such a mess. You know, I hope that they don't turn out this way. I hope they turn out better. There's this fear, you know. And and there's disappointment even in those moments where we don't get it right with our kids or where they say something where we're like, oh, I could have done that better. I could have responded better. But with each other and preserving our marriage, I think that it's recognizing that a lot of times what we may be going at each other about or where there may be tension or where there could have been a wedge, there's something bigger underneath the surface that needs to get uprooted, right? And that's where things like counseling, things like having the right counsel around you, you know, Mm -hmm. being 
being very intentional about who you allow to be set up as the parameters around your marriage and your yeah. family and your accountability. Having a voice. Uh -huh. Having a voice. Obviously, you're not going to go to the people that are kind of struggling themselves. You're going to yeah. go to people that have gone before you or that have crossed that bridge already. Um, and, and I would also say, just to is, is come back to the value of our talk today, that one of the things that's now become a predominant part of community, which wasn't there a few years ago, is this alumni ministry. Yes. Huge. We have hundreds of alumni that are now coming together spending their lives together, reconnecting. We're, yeah. we're, we have uh, these weekly meetings and, and, and we're finding encouragement, we're finding hope, and we're, we're learning how to talk a language and to share with each other in a way that nobody else would understand. But yep. because we're from this family, there's something that makes sense when we lean into each other and we share those. The other thing that occurs to me is that I think with uh, drug use and addiction background, mm -hmm. you know, those wounds we learn to try to get rid of very quickly instead of realizing the value of that disappointment. That yeah. disappointment can actually bring an intimacy yeah. into this marriage. Yeah. It can actually bring an intimacy right. in my relationship with the Lord right. that right. may have been lacking because I didn't know where to go with that. Yeah. I used to just get high, you yeah. know, um, and now instead of getting high, I'm I'm finding a place where I'm broken, but in my brokenness, there's this honesty and there's this intimacy and there's this connection. I know my wife loves it when I'm able to be vulnerable and, 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 and share because as a man, it's such a hard, painful thing. I want to hide that. I, right. It's almost like that pendulum you talked about. I want to put that away because that's the weak version of me right. instead of God saying, you know what, there's this beautiful thing I can do if you'll learn how to let me love you in your brokenness yeah. right. and how to help you in your time of of need. And these are the things we learn in Teen Challenge. It's just that now we're exiting Teen Challenge. We're in this world where sometimes we can't think clearly. We're just like, whoa, we're hit so hard by it. Right. But valuable, so important. We've got this alumni yeah. family. We've got this connections. We had 23 events. We had 1,200 alumni just this last year in attendance. Amazing. We have over 1,600 alumni that have recently registered on our network. Mm -hmm. And I'm noticing that whenever we get together, there's this, this wellspring of yeah. encouragement and life. Yeah. And there's this language, like I said, that we speak to each other that is so powerful. Right. We need that. And, and, you know, we need church. We're not trying to replace those other communities, but we want to revisit the value of, yeah. of connecting with each other as alumni. I think that's huge. I mean, I'm going to be really honest with you. After I stopped working at TCMI, the connection for Teen Challenge just kind of fell off yeah. because mm -hmm. there was really nothing to connect into. And so seeing these different alumni events that are going on, being at the retreat, being around other mm -hmm. alumni, um, it's empowering, um, it's encouraging, um, and you feel like you're not alone. Yeah. Because, yeah, we have the local church, but sometimes being a Teen Challenge graduate, you feel like a bit of an anomaly. Yeah. You kind of feel like the odd man or woman out. <laughs> Who's this guy? Who's this weirdo? And so... <laughs> I know. Right. When you get around yeah. other, I teared up at the last event as right. I was talking to you because I'm like, I feel for the first time in a long time, I just feel like me, like I'm around family. Right. My church is my family, but you know what I mean? Right. And uh, I think there's strength in that. And I think that for such a time as this, and I think it had all to do with alignment. I think everything intersected at the right time at mm. the right place to bring this. So being attached to that community, Mike, um, even for us who've been in ministry since 07, mm -hmm. has been life-giving and empowering. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be the strength 
of graduating Teen Challenge students for the future. It was the missing piece, mm. I believe, to help a student continue to keep that up right with Jesus, this yeah. alumni thing. I also think there's been such a shift in the dynamic of the way alumni has been seen, mm -hmm. um, just from the outside looking in. I think for a long time, there was this kind of underlying sense of, if we got together as alumni, or as I watched other alumni come together, it was more about, well, where are they at? What are they doing or what have they done? And the focus was more about how much maybe someone had accomplished right, sure. um, and what mile markers they had met. And now there's more of an authenticity because vulnerability has been introduced mm. and being That's confident good. in vulnerability has been introduced. And Amen. hey, it's okay for all of us to kind of um, have this common thread, you yeah. know, and this is actually something to be celebrated mm. and to be proud of versus Amen. to say, oh, well, you know, that was that, but I'm doing this now. And That's I think good. for a long time, it got overlooked the importance mm. and the value of being an alumni and of going back home yes. and kind of on what he was saying when we were at the alumni retreat. I felt like I can just be me. These people could mm. care less yeah. <laughs> what I have to bring. <laughs> they don't care about what I do. We are just all here to worship Jesus. We're all Hallelujah. here to be fed. Yes. We're all here to be vulnerable. We're all here for the same purpose. Yeah. And that's to celebrate what God has done that's and what good. he's going to continue to do. And so I think once that shifted, mm. because there has been a shift in that, I've watched it from afar. And I feel like once that kind of flipped, it just reintroduced a whole new sense of what alumni really looked like. And I think that that's why you're seeing so much fruit now more than ever. Amen. Mm. Yeah. And we're so thankful. You know, it's interesting that a lot of the focus for all these years is on the program and helping and discipling. But the rest of the story, to me, is just as compelling oh and powerful and needs to be told and this incredible dynamic of us not whittling ourselves into a world where we're, we're cutting away this epicenter of change right. and transformation, this miraculous kind of starting point where it all began. Mm -hmm. right. And we're able to revisit that. And then from there, think about raising my family, my kids, my marriage with that context of, wait a minute, look where I've come from. Right. And I think that a real danger can be is cutting away that part of our story yeah. and, and just kind of like trying to look like everybody else rather than bringing this miracle right. into my local church. Because yes. guess what? They need to see. They need to hear. The women need to know. The men need to know in these different groups. And and, and, and taking this, in this, this transformation that's happened in my life, telling that story so right. that other people can can get a, a taste of the DNA yeah. of this tribe yeah. and of this miracle that God can yeah. do. There's something you said, and I want to be completely honest, that you just said it and it really spoke to me. I just really, I really felt the Holy Spirit. Um, I think because for so long after I graduated, I felt like I had to put Teen Challenge away mm. because you somehow feel like it's the scarlet letter. Right. And you feel like you're branded exactly. and you're marked. And you honestly, you feel, a, I always felt a sense of shame mm -hmm. because of that. When you came back and we created this alumni thing, it allowed me to embrace that scar. Mm. It allowed me to embrace wow. that broken place that. and say, this was my past, yes, but this has set me up for my present and my future. How can yeah. I not be proud of where I've come from? Because look at what God did in my life. Yeah. So at 34 years old, almost running so much as far as I could from Teen Challenge, and now I feel like I'm running to <laughs> Teen Challenge because of this camaraderie and this, this, this alumni thing that has taken place. So I want to even thank you. I thank you last 
last time. Now thinking you on Zoom. <laughs> right. Uh, Again. Right. Because I feel like it's been healing for me. Yes. And I know that there's a lot of people who've graduated and we do you do sometimes feel a sense of shame. Sure. And you feel like you have to hide that area of your life. It's like, why would you hide the area of your life that God wants to use the most? The most. The most. Wow. And I think that there's some people right I now who that. have been running so much from mm. who they are oh, and, 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 and where they come from. And God is saying, that's going to be the very thing that I use as a catalyst mm. to launch you into everything that I have for you. So embrace it. So we've learned oh, in this season yeah. to embrace it. I love that. Yeah. So. so good. Wow. Mm. Well, um, you know, we've got some things to think about and talk about. And I feel like there's an invitation that I don't have to f- have it figured out. I don't have to be better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. I can be the miracle mm-hmm. that God made and did when he saw me in my absolute detrimental, hopeless condition. Yeah. He loved me then. And if, if he can love me, then how much does he love me now? Yeah. And maybe part of this is God just wanting to us to have this freedom to lean back into our family and to draw from. So we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to have an opportunity to, to pull these things apart. We're going to have some time in the Zoom call today as well to, to break up into rooms, and we're going to be able to talk about some of these things and share with one another. But um, I would just really like to thank you guys for taking the time and sharing your story. Tell me about... Uh, I know you have the AB Collective, and you guys are doing some things to help resource other believers. Tell me, give me a blast on what you guys are doing that we can access as a resource. Right, so if you call the number on the screen, no, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> but wait, right now. But wait, there's more. <laughs> right. uh, Ashley and I got to just let Ashley and I to put this thing together called the AB Collective, okay. and it's family, faith, and lifestyle. And we bring different people on our episodes. Uh, we interview different pastors, leaders, not even necessarily just pastors, creatives, women. Ashley does Bible wow, studies. Wonderful. And our heart is just to resource people, to yeah. let people know, hey, uh, you're loved, you're appreciated. You've got people that are in the same area of life that you're in, that mm-hmm. you are in. And we also know that there's people who can speak into situations better than we can. Right. Wow. So that's why we bring them on. And I think our heart is just to resource people. Just to and, give away what God is giving us, yeah, you know, as that. he deposits into us to keep giving it out. That's the whole point of us doing this. The whole purpose behind it is to continue to send forth, right? Wow. And so... Um, yeah, it's just a way to resource people. I love the that. Local church. And so what do we do? AB Collective? You can go to abcollective.tv. Our website's okay. there. You could also go on our Instagram or uh, subscribe to our YouTube. And there's there's a bunch of resources and videos there on so many different things. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, we need that. We need you guys. We're so grateful that we're family. Yeah. We're in this together. We're not alone. That we can pull from this incredible resource of mm. prayer and encouragement and um, the depth of our struggle and yeah. find that we have so much that we can be encouraged instead of discouraged about. Yeah. So thank you for sharing you. your story. Thank you for fighting this fight and <laughs> loving and and being willing to be vulnerable and being willing to accept where God's at. In, in the season that you're in in your life and not sure. just needing something to happen yeah. that is like a formula, but instead a real relationship yeah. with the yeah. Lord. So we're encouraged, we're blessed, and we're really glad to have you guys. We hope to have you more and more and mm-hmm. just continue to come and serve. And we want to tune into the Bible studies and get resources from AB Collective as well. So God bless you guys. Thank you. Thanks for talking Thank to us you. today. Thanks for having us. Thanks for choosing the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, Do it today. It's easy. Go to wherever you get your podcasts, click on our icon, and hit subscribe. A new podcast filled with godly encouragement, spiritual instruction, and teaching comes out every week. God bless you today.